0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome,
1: bitches, to another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo, and I'm your host, and I'm with the beautiful Flex we are talking all about listen it's 2020 in the next six months hopefully the world will not have ended by then but you know what with all these earthquakes happening in california who knows we'll just have to see in the meantime, go follow us on Facebook. We have a new group. It's amazing. The conversations are popping. Facebook.com slash group Bogo and Flex for the most uplifting, elevating, nourishing, enlightening conversations in the world. We also have a Patreon where you can support us for as little as $3 a month to get extra bonus episodes, annotated notes, ha- just monthly Google Hangouts with your faves bobo and flex so go do that all the links will be in the description box below let's get into this mid-year review it is officially july it is officially wow halfway through the year how are you feeling about this year as a whole
2: i feel good i feel like i am scale of one to ten
1: like how has 2019 been so far eight
2: I think it's Mm. been really good I I feel like last year I was experiencing so many things for the first time like having heaps of money being in a long term like a long long term relationship like making mistakes publicly like learning publicly succeeding publicly like all these things were happening at a rate that i'd never experienced them before and this year i've been able to settle into it and mind my own business and not feel like it's going to run away i definitely was governed by fear a lot last year the fear that if i didn't keep working Mm -hmm. i wouldn't make any money if i didn't keep hustling i would never get a new job if i didn't um endure this relationship i'd never be in a new relationship if i didn't keep these friends i'd never make new friends and now i'm just i'm yeah. so i think i'm just still content and still
1: You're a lady of leisure one of our um our patreons asked us a really good question which was what do you think have been your defining moments
2: of this year mm. starting this podcast
1: word i would
2: say so i i was i was mentioning before we started recording that it's been so interesting to see um and to experience this community we've created but also outside of that people that i've known for years who have never regarded me as a person with thoughts <laughs> who are just so like i guess because you were just a cute bitch by and like nothing yeah else. by the fact that i have nuanced thoughts that i am able to you know explain them articulately it's just been so interesting that this podcast in itself, the butterfly effect of it has affected every part of my lifestyle, from right. like work to friendships to dating to my view on life and living to my fear of death. So, like all of it has been impacted by this podcast, which oh is god, ridiculous yeah. to think because you know, the the way this even came to be felt like such a spur of the moment. It oh didn't my god! Feel calculated like- or anything.
1: But that's how... That's what I realized. Like, that's really how life works. Like, Mm -hmm. even the way we met... Also, shout out to Ella for sending us this question. This was a really good question, actually. Um, Not something I've ever even thought about. But even the way we met was so, like... It was just me sliding into your DMs Mm -hmm. and thinking we just have, like, one chat and that would probably be the end of that. Mm -hmm. But that's the beauty of just, like, being open to life and being just like open to where things will take you like not going into situations with expectations means you have like just like a whole field of possibilities available to you and i feel like that's pretty much how this podcast manifested it was just like hey should we like do something because we just have really good conversations then it was like yeah should we Let's just report a a podcast today and let's see how that goes. And (laughs) five months later, here we are.
2: It sounds (gasps) ridiculous, but that is exactly how it went. And for those listening who think that we're over-exaggerating, no. I think I went to New York in like last August, September, That Yeah, it was like November. Yeah, whenever it was, spoke to Bobo once and then four months later was like, hey, remember when we said we should do something? Should we do it? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) <laughs> and
1: we didn't even Gosh. really brainstorm that much it was literally just like so should we do a video or like something audio i don't even yeah. think we said podcast i was just no. like ooh, i used to have a podcast maybe like let's try that because i already know how that shit works and how we used our iphones i honestly thought maybe like 20 people would listen <laughs> and then honestly when our first episode got a thousand streams i was like what's happening like mm. what's actually happening here um, so
2: perfect
1: yeah that was really interesting is it I also similar think, do you have another yeah it's definitely been I think for me this year has just been there's just been so much novelty um, I've never had a year like this I've had my lowest of lows and also like very high highs um, but I think like that's the best type of life to live low key I think yeah, like this new podcast has been a defining moment because it's also taught me so much about manifestation and mm-hmm. manifesting with effortless ease and the benefit of just being open to like the universe. Um, Also like getting an agent, things like this, just like things that I never thought I could get, but things that I just got fairly easily just by like meeting people, being likable just like being yeah like just existing a lot Mm. can come from just existing and just being a nice bitch like just being kind has opened a lot of doors for me which i think
2: has been one of my biggest lessons i mean for learning's sake i guess a big part of this year i've learned that i don't need to monetize everything Mm. or even work to be a person of value it only just occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can, yeah. it's enough to just exist, you know? Yeah, so much of what's made this year enjoyable is the fact that I'm in a position now where I don't need to be working all the time to make money. And that's mm. not a privilege that a lot of people can say they have. But I do, and I've had it for a little while now, and I wasn't making the most of it. I was still operating from a place... That made me, from a place of scarcity, that if I didn't contribute, that I wouldn't have value, that I wouldn't grow and succeed. And the best thing um, that I've learned this year is that if you can't do the job, somebody else will do it. If you were going to quit your job, if you were going to, to not go somewhere, to not partake in anything... Nobody would let your seat stay like nobody would let your, your seat get cold. Like somebody will always replace you in some aspect, and so for me, it's kind of like okay, yeah. knowing that I'm replaceable, how can I make sure I'm living a life that's are. enjoyable and prioritizing leisure? Let me tell you, I feel like because we are all hedonists in some capacity, we feel like we understand what is to prioritize leisure and um, pleasure, no, but we, we really don't, don't because. I've been noticing that when I have been going on heaps of holidays and, like, getting random tattoos and paying a lot of money for, like, fun nails and, like, buying new things, everybody's like, but why, why – aren't you working? When are you going to work? It's like, no, bitch, I'm investing in happiness and fun. <laughs> and, and it's such a hard concept like, for people to grasp because – they're like capitalism are you are you like when are you gonna keep working though and aren't you concerned that you won't have more money than you did when you left and i'm like no none of these things concern me because it doesn't matter like i could literally die tomorrow and i know that to be true why don't you know that to be true and what value do i have from burning out from trying to do a job i don't care about yeah so no absolutely that's a big one Also, another thing that I've learned that goes, uh, that intersects with that idea, um, is to be mindful of people who oppose when you are. Prioritizing yourself, and I'm not talking in a selfish way, <gasps> yes. but it's been really interesting to see the amount of people who are trying to steer me off this path of enjoying life. Like maybe don't take another holiday Wait, because that last holiday because you might not get a new job, or maybe don't get a new tattoo when you're in another country because you might regret it when you're sixty, or maybe you know don't go on that random date and sleep with that random guy because what it's like. All these things are things that don't affect anybody around me, but everybody mm-hmm. feels that like they have a personal stake in my happiness, which Ooh. is so bizarre. Because you guys don't know me. Like I said, I don't even know me. So the fact that you think you know what's best for me um, when it comes to myself and how to live my life as best as possible is bizarre. And that happens with boundary setting as well.
1: Yeah. The people Mm -hmm. who benefit the most from your lack of boundaries will be the first to revolt once you start setting them.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's also been a hard pill to swallow but also I've realized that the things that people critique the most about you are always just the things that trigger their insecurities Mm -hmm. um so I also had a friend I had a friend once who would always critique my appearance and like the way that I dress like why don't you care that you know you're going to this in this place don't you want to dress up there's gonna be like really big people there like why are you just and it's just like what is it about my carefreeness that intimidates you so much like why are you so threatened by the way that I enjoy my appearance I think people really are threatened by you know your your joy your bliss your happiness because they don't feel that they have the option to take their happiness you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and i think a large part of that is capitalism i think capitalism my this is gonna be my weekly reminder that capitalism is trash i think it it really encourages or it deludes us into thinking that your value is in your productivity and as soon as you stop doing that like you know what i mean like you're nothing and it also deludes us into thinking that life is nothing but a fight for survival. And when you're in survival mode, there's no room for pleasure because why would you be enjoying pleasure when the next person is running to take your spot? Mm. And I just think a lot of people like live in that mindset of like, oh my God, I need to survive. And when you live in that mindset, it automatically takes you away from the present moment, which means you never live. Like you spend your entire life not actually living. And yeah so when as soon as someone like that sees someone living it's a threat it's a literal threat yeah and I
2: do understand why people are in that mindset because we've all been conditioned and socialized the same way and I don't want to make it seem as though everybody can like get this bread because like some people just don't have the range to, you know, work 70 hour weeks for three years in order to not work at all. <laughs> like,
0: can we talk about this? I'm not going to idea. pretend that
2: <laughs> this kind of lifestyle of like holiday, holiday, fun, fun, fun is one that's achievable for most people because it's just not. But also, As it, are um, you, wait,
1: are you saying that? So, is the question here, do you think that everyone can be successful? Hypothetically,
2: no. sure, but will everyone. can knows? achieve their dreams? <laughs> so, what was that? Can everyone achieve their dreams? Hypothetically, yes, but realistically, no. Mm. You know, like, sure, like, I, I can't say that, you know, I can't guarantee that with if you're given the same tools as everybody else that you will do the same thing because that's impossible. I don't know what your motivations are. I don't know what your boundaries are. I don't know what your skills are, your resources, your strengths, your weaknesses. I have no idea. And so that's why I'm very mindful of, um of trying to invite everybody into this lane because it's not for everyone. You can't compete if you don't compare. And I think it's also important,
1: like speaking of pleasure and the pursuit of pleasure, because yeah, I think we all sort of delude ourselves into thinking that that's something that we're pursuing. Um, I think what we're pursuing is fulfillment, which is very different from pleasure because I think a lot of people think that pleasure and pain are mutually exclusive and they're absolutely not. I think it's really important to recognize that there is no pleasure without some degree of pain. And it's also really important to recognize that if you wanna be Serena Williams, you have to put in the 12 hours of work every day, and that is pain. So it's really important to reconceptualize our ideas of pleasure as like, not this one singular absolute thing, But whenever you're pursuing pleasure, don't forget the pain that comes with it. And also Mm -hmm. don't dismiss it. Don't reject it. Just enjoy it, you know? Like, just take it in stride. And it won't... The the thing that makes pain more painful than anything else is just the perception that it is pain. Mm. If you just see it as, like, this is part and parcel of all the things that I actually want, like, you will actually be fine. Mm, That's true. What are some things we're leaving behind in 2019? outside of boys with dirty
2: fingernails (laughs) um i think that i'm leaving behind um just perceptions of success i think that (sighs) it's so hard for me to escape the idea of what success should be because i'm constantly reminded by the world that it's not it's not what it looks like, you know, like even if I wanted to opt out of, you know, my current career or the friendships I have, there's so m- many things around me reinforcing that I can't do that. And that's a lie because there are so many ways we subvert the norms or the expectations of what we can and can't do. So for me, it's to keep reminding myself that success is at the time what serves me the most and what makes me happiest and often mm. it doesn't align with what we've been taught success is like right now success to me would be having three full days to paint and paint, like play with clay <laughs> and oh, wow. you know what everyone else is telling me is that, is that success is you know going to do that job getting 10k then going to take a holiday and granted that can feel like success at some times but i need to start working on my scales and perceptions so i'm not constantly trying to seek something that always feels like it's just out of my reach I think that's also like what we've been finessed to have like this whole idea of normalised success seems like just out of grasp like when you're working a full time job and you want to like going part time is like success and like we're just so close or you know yeah. when you're you know working in influencing and success would be getting that like you know six figure job and you're just so close to it so you slave and slave and slave and slave and it's like I can't be doing that not yeah. like these are our best fucking years man like give it Bitch. 25 years it's gonna hurt to walk <laughs> like like <laughs> let me enjoy myself and that's the
1: thing I think another thing that capitalism uh, deludes us into thinking is that you can be both successful and unhappy but if you Mm. are not fulfilled or if you are not happy then all of your material success actually means nothing so therefore you're unsuccessful that's the equation I said what I said there's no such thing as an unhappy, mm. successful person. So anytime you're pursuing success <laughs> that is in the future, it's not there. There's just, like, there's no... That's another thing, is that there's no destination ever. I For some reason, I just have a lot of friends who work in music, and I think, mm. like... Music is one of those industries where there are very clearly defined points of success, where it's like you get signed to a record label and then you release your first album, you win a Grammy, you go platinum. So I feel like I have friends along all of those spectrums and the the one who's won a Grammy is not any more happier. like he doesn't feel any more fulfilled just because he's reached that destination because once mm. you win a Grammy like you're already looking to the next you know what I mean so you you're never gonna find fulfillment in your career honestly if we're keeping it real, careers are just oriented around destinations and like success points that don't actually exist because once you get to that destination you just realize that there's nothing there and that's mm. the gag that's the gag. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: that is the gag. I think also um, something I'm leaving behind in 2019 is this idea that I don't have space to change and grow. People really love Ooh. holding you to old standards of who you once were, or the yeah, idea of like who you can't you are to change them your in mind, head and they will drill it down into <laughs> you. Like because I've known you to be X, Y, and Z, that's how you should present always um so that's a big thing where I'm oh and it's very tiring to explain to someone that I don't have to be the person I was literally six minutes ago I have the (laughs) full scope to to change my mind tomorrow I can say that us eating is trash and you can't come for me (laughs) (laughs) so I yeah it's it's one of those your flighty air
1: sign coming out and I'm so (laughs) proud I'm so proud of you
2: and again, not everybody has the range because I will back myself to the death. I will engage in any and all confrontation. Like you yeah. will not check for me because I've already checked for myself in a thousand ways that you can't even comprehend. So that is one where wow, I. Love I it. And people are, are very. People will swear up and down. They they don't hold people to standards that like, or they don't hold anyone's expectations, but they're people do in minor ways, you know, like, yeah. and it's, 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 it's how people engage with you. Like it's when somebody messaged me, messaged me and goes, well, why did you change your hair? Or why don't you wear this anymore? Or why don't you yes. write in capitals anymore? And it's kind of like, can I live? Am I allowed to just do what I want to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, why do you, I'm so annoyed. And one of my pet peeves is unsolicited advice. Mm. Um, Because I don't understand why it would ever be... Like, if someone slides into my DMs to be like, hey, I think you should go back to doing your hair another... That is... Wow, nothing offends me more than that. Because Mm. why would you think your opinion is so relevant that you would just, without me asking you, you would just give it to me? Like, what do you mean? It really confuses and annoys me when people are so invested in other people for no... Like, a pe- like, why? It's very dubious to me. Like, what what's really going on here?
2: That's so why I'm making Team Mind Your Own Business uh, a fucking campaign. No, literally. Because I think... Like, if you notice, Bobo and I talk about ourselves. Like, we are constantly centering ourselves and our narratives in the mm. topic of conversation. Very rarely are we using somebody else's experience as a jumping-off point unless it's been solicited. Yeah. So, for you or a random stranger to come into our DMs and tell us what we should or should not be doing I haven't done that to you like the courtesy has not right. been exchanged so it's it's like reminding yourself that number one my my rule is that I don't like to take advice from people who need advice from me I'm if crying. you want advice from me, it's fine. But if you've ever needed advice from me, then I will not take advice from you <laughs> because we're already not operating in the same spectrum. Um, so, And and, and number I'm two, I, there are very few people whose ideas that I value, and it's people that I know and think are intelligent and people I don't know and think are intelligent and people who have completely opposing ideas to me that I think are intelligent. If you don't fit in that category, then I I really don't care what you think and that often well, goes into compliments i'm finding like i i would hate to be that person <laughs> who's like don't compliment me but what i've also been finding is that i don't feel an immense gratitude for people i don't know complimenting me it's nice but mm. it doesn't really penetrate the layers of my hard exterior it's not really helping me sleep better at night
1: yeah so
2: you know that's just I think the thing it's cuz you
1: don't i think it's cuz you also just don't take anything personally like you yeah. don't take negative comments personally and you don't take positive ones personally which I think is a really good way to live, honestly. Because nobody's thinking about us like
2: we think they are, which hurts my (laughs) feelings because the amount of time I used to invest into making sure that I was the right person for everyone, trying to give everybody a tailored experience that would like me more just to find out that it's not even about me. Bloop. There we have it.
1: Another thing I'm doing... Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to shave my hair off.
2: Oh, yay. Um,
1: Yeah. I feel like because I feel brand new spiritually, psychologically, like I went through a depression, came out of the depression, didn't die. I just feel like I'd like that reflected in my aesthetics. Mm. And I just feel like there's something refreshing about just being... A bold-headed no I won't be completely bold because I want to be blonde as well
0: Mm -hmm. I want to
1: ruin my hair follicles and bleach them Mm -hmm. so I just that's another thing I'm doing is like completely just detaching from having to conform to just arbitrary ideas about femininity just having to care about being palatable just like conforming as a whole like i just want to exist in my own orbit like my own sphere and just be completely at peace with that you know i like so shout out to anyone else who's trying to shave off your hair let's do it together okay let's move (laughs) into romance Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what are we because you're you're like newly single but also newly fuck all my fuck buddies yeah What's the energy you were taking into twenty twenty
2: The energy we are taking into twenty twenty in regards to relationship is to not let insecurity govern the way mm. I engage with people. I feel as though even though I was operating from a very Wait, fuck boy point on of that. well, yeah, even though I was operating from a fuck boy point of view where I was like, "You are my hose, I do not belong to you, you belong <laughs> to me. I have the upper hand." I was still conscious of keeping as many of these men in my life as possible as kind of like a marker of success. Like, even if we didn't work out as a relationship, I still have value because you still want to be around me. Mm. And to me, that's there's no power in that. That's not confidence. And like, that's just fueling my ego with insecurity. And so I noticed the more secure I become in myself as a person, the less need or want I have for external validation, especially from men that I perceive to be mostly dumb. And the men I don't (laughs) perceive to be dumb are my platonic friends. And so for me, it's been really interesting to navigate dating, knowing that I don't need or want anything from these men, but to feel as though I'm engaging with an equal. And that's been hard and almost not impossible, but it's just been very difficult. And it begs the question, is this worth as much time as as I'm investing into it? there like there were some weeks i was going on like five dates for like two to five hours each like how put that energy into reading a book i would have learned so much stuff i could have learned new language in that time i could have like there are so many things i could have done to enrich my life but instead i chose to engage in something that was not like again not serving me like that's when you get into these like Uh, sexual relationships and you're not nutting or you feel as though you can't be as sexually expressive as you want to or you're still trying to teach these boys how to treat you like a human. These are all things that weren't a worthy payoff to me and now that I'm acutely aware that I'm dying, I'm very (laughs) much um, I'm so glad mindful of the (laughs) I'm very much cognizant of the fact that I need to not not almost uh, ration my time but be realistic about how much time I'm investing in things and and what my expectation is of the result. Because even though I didn't have expectations, the standards I have were so flawed. So that's a big one. So with dating, I'm not engaging in it unless it's for somebody that I, I can actually see a connection with. The same way I would do with friends. Like, I it. don't just make anybody yeah. my friend. You know, I feel like with dating, I just try to make things make sense for so long. Like, yeah, he's like a little bit homophobic, but it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a little bit sexist, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, he's like a musician and like he doesn't really have any stable income, but it's okay because he's like working on his craft. I would, like, these aren't permissions that I would give the closest people around me. So I don't know right. why I'd extend it for an average nut.
1: I think it's because we delude ourselves into thinking we need romance, but and that's why we get into shitty romantic spaces, but we don't have that same energy for friendship. Mm -mm. And I just think, like, it's only people who are happily single who find good love. Because if you're not happy in your singleness, you will settle for any scrap. Mm -hmm. You will just literally settle for any
2: scrap. I mean, and granted, you know... I feel like if i didn't have because the thing about dating for me is that i believe the average person hasn't invested enough hours to be anywhere near an expert at it you know we're all trying to govern or, or maneuver through relationships with no knowledge as to how to actually do it and spending a lot of considered time dating over the course of my life but like in between being single like I now, I've come to a lot of conclusions and granted I don't want to move through the world with prejudices for like, you know, men and like hetero men, but I've seen enough shit that I know that when I muster up the energy to engage in dating on a proactive level like I once have before, that I have to be in it to win it because the kind of shit you put yourself through for scraps, like you said, is ridiculous. <laughs> like trying to like making it trying to make yourself think that somebody, you know, not messaging you or not calling you or not being proactive about seeing you is OK. is not somebody who doesn't prioritize your pleasure is it's like these things aren't good yet you'll swear (laughs) up and down like no no no, it's just part of the dating no no it's part of your dating experience it will not be mine and if that means i need to like limit how often i date then that, that has to be it because damn like i was really stressed out over nothing can you imagine there is no rush like even if you are single for five years there is no rush
1: If you plan to be alive
2: for a long time.
1: (laughs) Bitch, patience has been the greatest lesson of 2019. Mm -hmm. Of just be, not even like, just take your time. Like, take your motherfucking time making decisions, moving through life, because, first of all, there's no such thing as time. But also, where are you sprinting in a world that is fully and inherently abundant? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was the type of person who if a brand reached out to me or I was talking to this one agency and they were low-key kind of rushing me which was a red flag and then I thought no, no 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 why am I sprinting to give them a decision about whether I want to sign to them or not when I could actually just take my time look at my other options
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com
1: And when I got back into that mind for, into that mindset, I realized I was settling half the time when you're sprinting into things it's because you are settling and you're scared Mm -hmm. that there's not going to be enough you're scared that there's not going to be another opportunity that there's not going to be like i just don't believe in the concept of missed opportunities anymore like i just Mm -hmm. don't think it's a thing like take your time doing fucking everything because the world is ending anyway so like where where are you actually sprinting we all have the same destination
2: and I understand it's hard to be secure if you haven't had a lot of wins previously I think a, a lot of my security is coming from a, a standpoint where I have had a lot of success in a lot of areas in my life that when yeah. I'm without it doesn't feel like it's never coming it feels like it's on its way like we're right. just back in the cycle so I, I don't know that. if like yeah it's like obviously it's a place of privilege that I can speak from and say that you know I can afford to not be desperate and let desperation fear and shame govern my lifestyle because yeah I've already done that, <laughs> and I've like surpassed yeah. that. So now, it's just onwards and upwards from here. I mean, I'm but in dating a new would be space. An interesting one. <laughs> You're in a yeah. new space.
1: Yeah, I mean, as in like I'm in a new career space, so everything mm-hmm. is new, and I haven't had any wins yet. So one thing I'm practicing is just negotiating. Like if mm. someone offers me, yeah, even if if someone offers me like nine hundred dollars for something. And it's for something I've never done before, so I'm nervous to negotiate. I'll be like, okay, can I do 950? Like, just to get into the habit of asking for more. It's not so much so that I can get more, but it's just to get into the habit of you you reflexively get into the mindset that, no, 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 I can do better than this. Like, I just feel like we should all live in that mindset of knowing we can always do better, you know? Mm-hmm. So practice negotiating even like with your men like your guy asks you on a date to go to this place be like no no no. i'd rather go to this one knowing it's more expensive or bougie or whatever but just take a fucking chance on yourself and stop settling
2: yeah that's a big big one negotiation is my favorite thing because when you are cognizant of your worth, you start to realise the ways in which people devalue you. Not maliciously. Just it's just a standard of of operating. That we've come to expect that if we if somebody uh if somebody has eyes for us in any sense of the word that we need to make sure that we can we can maintain their eye contact that we can make sure that you know they've finally got a look on us that we're going to be palatable now and we're not going to say too much or do too much or do anything to put them off because we've finally been picked and you can't be doing that shit because yeah
1: you can't
2: anybody can people can smell
1: that yeah i don't know if
2: you think you're the most passive bitch in the whole wide world you can sense when you're with a fellow passive ass bitch and somebody takes the lead somebody has to that's the fucking tango man (laughs) so in, in situations where you have space to negotiate where and you are aware of your value. Because I know a lot of people in a lot of situations don't have any additional value. I'm not saying to go out on a limb and start just throwing out numbers, throwing out suggestions, yeah. just like, you know, rock the dragon. But if you are acutely aware that you have value and that you need to cement that, then then start to, yeah, start to have those conversations. It's super, super important. I do it all the time. I'm even quite sceptical of people... Okay, not sceptical isn't the right word, but I am... Um, what's an something less less severe than skeptical I'm just aware um, of yeah, my value and currency. I'm dubious because if I'm in situations where somebody wants to pay me to do something, let's say it's influencing, right? Yeah. The questions that go through my head is, how did you find me? Why did you want me? What work have you seen of mine that you think is going to align with your brand? Right. Why do you think that I'm worth this rate? How did you come to this rate? Is this a reoccurring job? Where will you use my likeness in future? Because too many people will pay you a flat fee to use your likeness oh, and then bitch, once, that's then what use manager has taught me the that amount of is, brands mm. who use me as a diversity quota as their creativity quota as their minority quota like it's not good enough and so in my yeah. situation i'm kind of like okay like if you are coming to me and willing to spend money that means it's already been a value ad established now i need to understand where that value is coming from so i can right. price it or gauge it accordingly none of you hosts will get one up on me because too many of you do and it's not malicious but i just don't have time I also, on this point, I want to talk about the
1: difference between your market value and your worth. So those Mm -hmm. are two completely different things, and we like to conflate the two. Mm -hmm. Um, Because capitalism has convinced us that our self-worth is our output and productivity, and has convinced us that we're robots, a lot of us like to think that if you work a minimum wage job, then that's your self-worth. No, no, no. If you work a minimum wage job, that is the market value that you've placed yourself in, depending on whatever industry you're in. Your market value depends and is elastic. So, A, it's not like because I work a minimum wage job, I'm trash and not worthy of ever doing anything better or whatever the case is. It means no, You can work your way up, but the way that you do that is by providing value, but not only providing value, being able to show that you have additional value to provide. And so Mm. I think that's something a lot of people get wrong as well. It's like, I want to charge more, but I just don't know how to. Have you showed the people that you want to charge more that your market value is worth your price? Because unfortunately, we all have to operate within the system, and the system is actually really not that complicated at all it's just an exchange of energies if we really break it down so if you want x amount of energy you need to match that energy with your output with your delivery and you need to show you need to give us proof evidence that you can you can match that you know so don't conflate your self worth with your market value it's not the same thing your self worth has nothing to do with the material world at all two independent mm-hmm. things that are both elastic and completely dependent on you.
2: And it's also important to know that the market value is it's not universal either. So yeah. being able to switch up languages, depending on who you're speaking to is so invaluable. There's not one way to, de- to deliver a message. And mm. the sooner you acknowledge that, the easier it is to understand that if you're in a position where your value has not been, Um, received in the way that you intended or it's been minimized or maximized or whatever increase or decrease you need to understand that again it's not personal it's just how you're being perceived right and you can't change your perception but you can influence your perception so talk about it upskill bitches too many of you did your last bit of learning in high school and wonder why (laughs) you're still a (laughs) dumb bitch (laughs) go read a book go listen to a podcast go read forbes (sighs) go read business insider go read psychology today like yeah
1: guys read books
2: that oh that is another thing that i need to get out of my chest now let's all get out of the narrative or the role play of developing ourselves and just do the work
1: i'm about to i nearly fell off my bed But please continue
2: we all have we all have google If you have access to Instagram, you have access to Google, which means if you could muster up the energy and the prose to write a message to us, you can write that same message to Google. You can cross-reference the articles you get. You can do your own research. Too many people like the narrative of what it means to, to... aspire for something oh i asked mm. bobo how to do this oh i asked Lex how to do this oh i tried to google it but i couldn't find it if what do you, you not getting the answer you want after one try means that you've done the work and that is indicative of why you don't have the things you want i'm crying Who, when have you ever done something once and wielded and yielded the exact <sighs> results you wanted? when it's also wow. naive to think that anybody owes you access to their information because yeah. you want it. The thing that frustrates me is when people will message me and say, Oh my God, like I want to be on MTV. My friends say I've got a great personality. And so, can you just tell me how you did it? Why would I give you that information? <laughs> like, very simply, write me down a list of the reasons why but I also, how would have my helpful? day to tell you how I work to get my job for free. For free, and then people want to be funny when you ask them to pay to pay you for your time. You have to understand that you are not special to me, a, 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 a cute stranger. I do not owe you anything. So for you to think that I or Bobo or any person is the gatekeeper to your success, again, is indicative of why you don't have the things you want. Do the work. Google more than once. Cross-reference your results. Actually, action something too many people are like oh I'm, I'm trying i'm thinking of starting i was potentially hoping that maybe we could just do it
1: right to me it's if you haven't so just done it
2: i understand why fucking old don't want like, do millennials are so lazy and blah 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 you we all at ourselves all the time thinking that if we want something we should have it because we're cute
1: since <laughs> when oh my god i wish <laughs> i'd be a billionaire yeah but serious question, though, about that very same topic. What does one do? Because I think this is a very common problem. What do you do if your if your work ethic doesn't match your desires? So if you want to be Beyonce, but you actually don't want to wake up at 4 a.m., you don't want to be on a vegan diet, you don't want to starve yourself after being pregnant for nine months like all of these things that Beyonce does in order to be Beyonce, if you want to be her, but you don't want to do that, what do you do?
2: It's important to know that if we can imagine it takes a lifetime of work to be Beyonce, it's going to take a lifetime of, it's going to take two lifetimes to be Beyonce and not do the work that she does. Just know that (laughs) if you don't want to do the work required to get what you want and you want shortcuts, the shortcuts will take you double the time.
1: I'm crying
2: it's with everything I think about it every time somebody's like I see a post on you know Instagram where somebody's like oh my god does anyone have any tips on how to lose weight without exercise yeah go take some laxatives for double the time get sick ruin your immune system yeah you'll be skinny but you'll also die earlier (laughs) it's all there you know like when people are kind of like oh "Oh, you know I really want to I really want to work at MTV what can I do you could spend all that time asking me what to do Or you can emulate what I've done. It might take you longer, but you'll get there sooner. These barriers to success, you put them up yourself. I tell people all day, yes, it's really important to understand what are the external factors at play that will inhibit you from getting what you want, but it's also important to analyze where you get in your own way. Mm. The way you perceive the world goes through your eyes, through your brain, through your preconceived ideas, into your stomach and out again. It's, like, it's all on you. And yeah. granted, I'm totally a person. like I don't like to work very hard. People don't know that about me. I hate working hard. I like you to rest. You say that, I like but I sleep. honestly,
1: I don't know about that. Do you say, okay, I don't know. I disagree with you when you say that. I feel like The you, thing is,
2: I don't like to stress. I don't want my success to come at the expense of that's me That's what I was going to say. I feel so, like
1: you don't like stress, but I feel like you are inherently a hard worker
2: sure but from the outside in like if somebody said to me lil like you can have this tv show but you're gonna have to work every day for six months or you can have it in a year and work every second day i'll have it in a year for me i'm not trying to i'm not trying to die to get what i want (laughs) like there are ways to get it and i'm aware of the the quicker way to get it and the harder way to get it but i don't want to do it that way and so for me i've made a lifestyle making sure that i can get the things i want but not do it in spite of me that means it takes me longer to get what i want which is crazy considering how much i achieve in such a short time T, it takes me longer and it's in some sense, harder, but that's the way I want to do it. And that's what I've come... That's how I've chosen to do it. The thing about that is, if you are going to take the path less traveled, you need to make your own rules. You have to govern it the way you want to because nobody's going to show you or walk you down it. That path with no light, that road that hasn't even been paved, there's nobody to hold your hand through it. So you're going to be a little bit scared. It's going to be harder. You're going to stub your toe too many times, but you'll get to where you want to go or you can take the road, traveled. you can see the obstacles very clearly and you can do it that way. Right. If you think there's another way to get what you want, pitch it to me. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like for the most part, those are your options.
1: I, I, 100%. I think it is about self-awareness. So for me, I know that I'm kind of a workaholic, but I also know that I need my sleep. And I also know that I'm a very picky about my diet So what that means is a lot of people are team no sleep, team grind all day. Like (laughs) the aesthetic of success is team like sleep two hours a day. I've opted out of that because I don't I just don't operate at my prime, at my optimum when I haven't slept. So I will sleep until noon. But from noon to fucking 2 a.m., I'll do whatever I need to do. And, like, that's just how I've structured my life. So while I know that my advantage is my work ethic, I also know that, like, sleep and eat. That also means I'm really picky if I'm going to be on set. Like, I just know I have to spend extra money to have my vegan food there because I don't expect... You know what I mean? Like, you just have to orient your life around the ways that you know you're trash. Or the ways... Actually, it's not even being trash. I think... <laughs> prioritizing leisure and prioritizing sleep isn't actually trash. It's healthy. So if you're a bitch who prioritizes your health, I think you can still be successful, but like it's like what Will Sm- Will Smith once said in an interview. He was like, "I'm really not that talented." Like if we're keeping it real, I'm really not the most talented person in the world, but I could outwork anyone. And I just relate to that. Like I'm really not a talented hoe. Um And people always fight me on this. They're like, "You graduated with a 4.0, but I didn't graduate with a 4.0 because I'm inherently really smart. I graduated with a 4.0 because that's I have 4.0 work ethic. And so (laughs) I just (laughs) literally, (laughs) I feel like I I'm not like an inherently talented model. I'm not inherently talented photographer. Like I don't have inherent talents per se. But, like, I can do anything that I want because I know that I can work hard enough to do whatever it is that I want to do. So everyone needs to have that level of self-awareness about what are your skills, what can you do to achieve the things that you want. Some people achieve 4.0 GPAs by just being, by having photographic memories and using that some people achieve that by just being naturally academically inclined and i achieve that by just being a really hard worker like choose your Mm. path and be realistic about it and keep it pushing
2: it's easier said than done yeah absolutely and that goes back to with a heavy amount of self awareness you also need to be intelligent and Mm. granted book smart street smart, whatever but it's the combination of knowing exactly who you are and then knowing how the world works. Right. Like I said in our beauty episode, like I can know and feel that I'm a cute ass bitch. but When I go out into the real world, I'm not like, you can't measure me against those objective tens. And that's the power I have to operate. You know what I mean? That I know mm. that I can turn on confidence in certain circles and be and, and not be perceived as beautiful in other circles. It's the idea that a lot of us aren't self-aware. Let's just put that out there. (laughs) Too many people don't know how their behavior can be perceived in any way than what they intended. And that is so crazy to me. And I really do pity those people because it's (laughs) fucking, it's insane. The amount of trouble you'll get yourself into and the amount of um, frustration you'll experience not understanding how you can be seen as anybody but yourself is beyond me. And I like, look, that's neither here nor there. But it's self-awareness. It's understanding how you want to operate in this world what your like what your strengths are, weaknesses. I always say, like know yourself, but then also use that as your toolkit to go into the real world and use those tools. There's mm. no point knowing that you are a hard worker if you know that the way you choose to express your hard work is through operating, you know, from like midnight to six AM but normal work is from six AM to midnight. Like it doesn't help yes. your case. So it's like yes. if you can't be self aware enough in most of us are self-aware to a fault and that self-awareness isn't helping us like you can be like oh my god i know that i only thrive in situations where everybody is complimentary and flatters me that isn't the real world people aren't going to do that shit for you so now how else will you find flattery it's just some shit that like i think is really obvious but it doesn't hit with the average person and that's why there is such a divide between those that have and those that don't
1: oh my god what do you think is the difference between being successful and unsuccessful
2: i think people who are successful know that success is a myth i think everybody who's really successful knows that it could it's an ever-changing form it could be any form that you want it to be it's it's like the value changes before you know it right because let's say for me i think that in my heart of hearts success is money and access, right? Right. But then fast forward to 2019 and success is being a good storyteller. Success is being relatable to people. Success is being able to withstand being cancelled. Like these are all things that I didn't account for when right. I was mapping out my idea of success. You know what I mean? It's these people with these really one-dimensional, stringent, hardline views on what success is, are going to find very quickly that they can't adapt you know if you're out here still thinking that success is working at a corporation for 50 years of your life i'm sorry but <laughs> shit has changed since then and if you can't that corporation will be gone that, yeah come on now if you can't acknowledge We're all that then being you're not replaced doing yourself a favor It's like adaptability is so powerful, you know, and I understand that a lot of us have been conditioned to believe that enduring is the true marker of success. Because that
1: was our past generation, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's what the economy demanded, endurance. Absolutely.
2: But think about all like the progressive ways to handle life. Like you know, people like in in the old, I want to say old days, but you get what I'm saying. Like in the old days, the marker of, of a successful relationship was enduring it and like you know, yes. staying in that partnership even if it wasn't serving you, even if you weren't mm-hmm. even if you weren't happy. And now we know that there are ways in which you can. Um, uh in ways in which relationships can be malleable you know you don't have to be with one person anymore you don't have to have kids you don't have to get married and if you're still thinking in that old mindset then you're going to find that the rest of the world isn't suited to you and yeah. everyone feels like an enemy of your progress because you haven't adapted to acknowledge the world for what it is like when we talk about you know career in the old in the olden ways you stay in the same place for 50, for 50 years you get a severance package like whatever you know yeah. whatever you want to call them now you know if the job doesn't serve you you can get a new job you can have multiple jobs you can be a business owner you can do all these things and if you're still in the old mindset and you wonder why you get left behind that's it wow and So like adaptability and resilience is so important but I think the average person isn't challenged um isn't challenged enough to see if they are even resilient like I was saying a couple of weeks ago that I was wondering if I was a resilient person because in my day to day I operate from a place of authority and the rules get made around me that I don't need to be like resilient generally. And I, so I said to myself, I wonder if I was in a position where um, I didn't have power, how I would navigate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then fast forward to when I'm traveling to fucking Ghana and like the moment I get told that I don't have a visa and I can't board my flight, I just start crying. Like, no part of me was, like, be mature, handle this with objectivity, you know, get all the details. Not one part of me was, like, find out information. I just cried. And you can imagine if I didn't acknowledge that was a, a character flaw, then had that have been a bigger situation or a bigger scenario, had I not have had the money to get a visa or the connection to get a visa, had I not have had the access or all these things, I would have just died. <laughs> like I would have just oh necked my myself God. and gone. <laughs> so it's important that we have to acknowledge that even if you are aware that you need these traits, you need to challenge them in yourself to see that if you don't, when push comes to shove, you will crack under the pressure. Yo. Wow.
1: We Amen. actually have to end on that episode because you just took us to church. <laughs> and where else could we go from there?
2: I, look.
1: wow. My feelings well, are
2: also hurt, but it's all there. Honestly,
1: wow, that was actually really cathartic to listen to. But on <laughs> a final note, what do you think the future looks like? Like, do you think we'll be replaced by aliens? And you can think as far into the future as you, as you like. Like, do you think not aliens do you think we will be replaced by robots um what is the workplace gonna look like like 50 years from now what does capitalism look like if i haven't already dismantled it single-handedly like Mm. what will planet earth be like will global warming have wiped us out what does the future have in store for us do you think
2: oh my gosh part of me thinks that we haven't acknowledged that we all operate from such a place of privilege every time Mm. I look at dystopian forms of living I'm like shit the world is barren in these movies these hoes don't have electricity, they don't have water they can't shower, they can barely eat, they don't have access to communities they don't have, there's no future for them, there's nothing to aspire to it's just day to day survival and so many of us have the privilege to say that we don't have that issue that we do have you know the means to change our life around if we really wanted to and a lot of us just don't have that drive i think that in the future a lot of our choice will be taken from us and that'll be really interesting to wow. see how a lot of us manage under that circumstance. A lot of us don't want choice. I know a lot of people who I was would be gonna so say... happy if choice was taken away because we'd all be, we'd all have equal playing fields, we'd all know exactly where we were going, what we'd aspire to do, blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of us would be so um, stifled by our lack of choice that we would crumble and cease to be. Um, but, yeah, because I, I, I just, as we can see when we're given i think about social media and the internet a lot and how when it was invented there was no clear rule book about how we are meant to use it or 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 what the intention for the platforms would be and look at what we've done like we turned it into trash in a hot minute and so (laughs) i wonder if when we start to you know do an audit on society when we start to acknowledge a choice, it's what's really brought us to this detrimental place if we just take mm-hmm. it away and deal with the consequences. So that that I'm would saying be a democracy isn't for things. us. Mm. Democracy
1: doesn't work, fam. It works in, in theory, but um, this will be a topic for another conversation. I also think that I think freedom is more of a burden, um, than anything else. And I think in a world where we were all like really conscious beings then freedom is great but that's just not what it is right now i just but i just think we keep getting more and more free like i think not real not actually but i think the perception of freedom just keeps getting wider and wider and wider um but i do think like 20 years from now we're gonna look at social media the way we look at heroin and we'll (laughs) be absolutely we'll be like i cannot believe you let your children have smartphones, why would you do that? It'll actually be illegal. Um, I also think that every single menial job will be replaced by robots. And while everyone thinks that that's going to be a catastrophe, I think that'll be incredible because it'll force everyone. It'll be a hard beginning, but it'll force everyone to pursue fulfillment over survival um but then i think the world will end because in 12 years the effects of climate change will be irreversible and realistically we're not actually getting any better um so i think the mass extinction is upon us maybe in about 50 years 50 to 100 years i think our generation will make it but not the next one yeah um and yeah i think we'll get close to race racism being over like we'll get pretty close but not quite fully there you know
2: but yeah i always wonder like if if we get to a point where we've quite unquote ended racism then it's like classism will yeah. come to the forefront and sexism mm-hmm. will come to the forefront I, there will always be something to create marginalized communities like within yeah. society I do
1: actually I do think there will be like facets of society maybe in a hundred years who are like wait capitalism is absolute garbage here's another system I think the Mm. only reason we still operate under the system of capitalism is because we've deluded ourselves into thinking there's no alternative or there's Mm. no better alternative but there's so many better alternatives because there are always alternatives in this world of abundance and free will mm mm-hmm. And, yeah. I like think I said, next... we
2: all benefit from capitalism so much that a lot of us won't even fathom an alternative because we don't want to get the shit end of it. You know? Like, if we all have access right. to this podcast, then we're on the better end of capitalism. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. I know you hosts where you're all virtuous and good people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, we're all... Well, we're not actually on the better end of capitalism because we're all being fucked over. But yeah. relatively, yeah. But mm-hmm. I also think the scam of capitalism is that it gives us the illusion of freedom and choice when in reality it strips everyone of free will and turns us all into robots and puppets. I think it'll take maybe another 50 to 100 years for people to really like grasp that and be like, oh my God, I want to reclaim my humanity and my free mm-hmm. will. Let's try something else. But, yeah, for now, that's, that's about it, you know? Amen. So amen to that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think is in store for the future? Uh, what did you learn from this episode? Let's continue the conversation in the Facebook group. The link will be in the description box below. Also, follow us on Instagram at Bobo and Flex. And follow us on YouTube at Bobo and Flex TV. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Patreon. Everything will be in the description box below. Thank you for listening. Sending you love. Bye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,